Hey everybody, C-Node here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is just as comfortable as PJ's. It feels really good, and it's good for you. (laughs) Today on the show, I have Amy Bernier, who is talking to me about people-pleasing and how you can find a way to start saying yes to yourself. She's a say yes coach and helps people who have had that kind of situation through their life where they've naturally felt inclined to help people, but in a way that is detrimental to their own health or mindset, uh, gives them too much stress, an unnecessary amount of stress, and just makes them feel, uh, basically takes them to a breaking point and then they don't know what to do with it. So she's there to help you pick up the pieces and find a way to move forward with your life where you can still help people, but say no and create boundaries and say yes to yourself. So without further ado, Amy Bernier, welcome to the show. Drums, Hello, Amy. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we've been waiting to do this for a little while, so I'm excited to finally talk to you. Uh, (laughs) um, So, um, as you may or may not remember, the show is mostly about mindset and mental health as it pertains to creativity and productivity. But really, the world is our oyster. Let's see how the conversation goes. Uh, Usually, it's like, if it doesn't work out, we just won't use it. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well, I love oysters, so I'm in. (laughs) Perfect. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, why don't you just tell us a a little bit about yourself, what you do, and and where you're at in life? Sure. Um, My name is Amy Bernier, and I am the Say Yes Coach. In short, I work with uh, people pleasers and overachievers to teach them how to start saying yes to themselves first before they say yes to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as one might imagine, uh, my personal journey um, and experience in this is really what makes me an expert in this. So I, you know, call myself out. I'm a reformed people pleaser <laughs> overachiever. Um, <laughs> and right. I certainly learn um, by doing things the hard way I've found in the past. <laughs> and I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, through, following a, 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 you know, a different kinds of um, self-awareness techniques and really mindfulness in general can really give you a, a head start in terms of transforming your life from really giving your time and your energy away to others all the time to start mm-hmm. giving you some of that energy, yourself some of that time. And typically when people start to do that, they, you know, start to see transformation in, in their life as a whole. So simple, simple things can have really extraordinary results. Yeah. So, so you mentioned, you know, your personal experience, which is a commonality that I'm finding with a lot of people who are kind of doing some sort of coaching or uh, uh, helping other people is like, I struggled with this and I feel like I've unlocked something Mm -hmm. and I want to share it with people. So, so what, at what point in your life did you feel like you wanted to make a change? Was it like a big moment or do you feel like it's over time? Um, I mean, you know, I tell a story, you know, like there I was on the floor, 
on my stomach, unable to move. You know, I had such right. strong back pain that I was, I was stuck on the floor. You know, I, that's what I typically, you know, say, but really um, to give a, a broader picture of it, that was like the, the millionth straw that built that, that broke the camel's back. Let's just right. say that I'm a, I have a very high tolerance for pain and suffering. And mm-hmm. in order for me to really acknowledge that, you know, I was contributing to this situation that I was in, in my life, um, I really needed to literally be taken out <laughs> by my knees <laughs> or right. my back in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the tipping point. Um, but really leading up to that was really a lifetime of thinking that, um, a lifetime of thinking that I would derive happiness from mm-hmm. making other people happy. So, you know, when I was a little person, no one, you know, pulled me aside and said, you know, what's important to you? What's, what, what makes you happy? Like there was no, you know, lesson in, you know, saying no to other people or, I mean, there, yes, say no to strangers, right. Or say no to right. drugs. Uh-huh. Um, but in terms of like my own, um, value and how I value myself, how I care for myself, you know, there was never um, an instance really in my lifetime where, where that was pointed out. Right. Um, and through my family history, which then repeats, you know, in my adult life is make other people happy. And that's the best way to get through. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, this stuff happens and you don't think, oh, like, my family's dysfunctional and and now I'm repeating this negative pattern. You think, Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, oh man, like, you know, this, this isn't, this isn't the best situation for me, relationship, friendship, you know, for me and, 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 and thinking, but you know, when you really care about somebody, you do everything you can to make them happy. So my foundational belief system was, was not one that cared for me first. And, you know, and, and spread that over, you know, I'm just turned 40 on Sunday. So spread that over a lifetime. And what happens Mm -hmm. is all that, what I, you know, what I most recently connected was with, um, because it's a constant journey, I'm constantly learning, you know, more, more layers of, of the depth by which I was really ingrained in this pattern was, Mm You know, I had this idea that I had to be a good and nice, you know, the good girl, the nice girl, the, you know, happy girl, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I realized was that because I was so, because I believed so strongly that this is who I needed to be, that Mm -hmm. as a result, you know, the other, no one is good and nice and kind feeling all the time you know you're constantly making a choice to well what would a nice person do what would a good person do what would a kind person do and Mm -hmm. in turn really like repressing or pushing away not allowing to flow through the plethora of other emotions (laughs) are a part of the human experience you know absolutely and so i yeah go ahead no, I was going to say it's interesting because I kind of come from the complete opposite side yeah. where I've always been more of an introvert and like mm-hmm. uh, kind of selfish to a point where it's like other people are like, why are you being such a jerk all the time? I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you guys are annoying me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, really just had to, to kind of take time to um, be more compassionate to other people as opposed to just myself. So it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting. It's It's actually become more of a revelation for me lately to find out more that 
there are more people who are people, people pleasers out in the world who are just like, they grew up with this mind, with the mindset of like, I have to sacrifice my core being in a sense in order yep, to yep. make sure other people are happy. And yeah, to me, that yeah. made zero sense because I was so naturally the other way around. Well, um, thank, thank goodness <laughs> that, there are, that there is another point of view, you know, mm-hmm. um, right. because I think like anything in any extreme can have de- can have detrimental effects on a on a person Absolutely. on a situation yep. on a relationship and mm-hmm. i think that like i don't know but i need to i need to know that there are people out, out there that are like you that are the opposite of me in terms mm-hmm. of those things because in a way it gives me permission right to 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 start practicing that habit of what do i want all right welcome back Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for those listening, the call dropped, but that happens. That's an anchor thing, so we'll just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we were basically talking about how um, essentially the two of us are are kind of coming from very different perspectives here, and that it's a good thing having those two extremes uh, helps each other. Uh, and I know from my experience, I'm actually I know you had a conversation with uh, with Molly. Um, mm-hmm. and I've been talking to her and I've been kind of helping her in this sense too, because she's more like you in the sense yeah, that yeah. she kind of grew up as a people pleaser. And I'm, I'm kind of like trying to like, you know, toughen that up a little bit <laughs> because it's like, it's a, it's a nuance, right? Uh, that I, I'm sure in your teachings, you're, you're trying to help people say yes to themselves, um, but not necessarily being rude about it. Right. <laughs> well, Right. Totally. But this is the thing is people pleasers, in my experience, are already so, so they're good at helping other people. They're like magnificent at it. Like we've basically developed our whole identity around knowing what people need before they need it. And it's kind of a it becomes a superpower. So you don't even realize that you're doing it. So when someone, you know, op- you know, when I start teaching people, you know, about saying yes to themselves, oftentimes it shows up as saying no a lot. Right. And I mean, a lot. Like, well, do you want to go to that movie? Say no. Oh, do you want to pick up that person from the bar? Say no. You know, do you want to do that chore now? No. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's right. really basic. But what happens is the people that are like, trained to say yes all the time think that when they say no that they're being rude right so it's not a matter of saying of teaching them how to be polite around saying no it's to have them realize that saying no in and of itself is isn't rude like and it's a and it's a complete sentence (laughs) absolutely that no that is that is huge i mean because because it's not and 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 all of it is like about the personal perception of that you know Mm -hmm. of of making that assumption that no is rude Mm -hmm. and um you know, probably, I mean, I'm sure it's based on like what other people have said. I'm sure some people have actually in their lives have, have made them do, have done something to make them feel like that's the case. But, um, but, but it's, well, okay. So to kind of progress the conversation a bit. um, So like when you started to kind of make this shift and you had a very physical uh, experience with that, um, like what's, what steps did you start to take to kind of come to this realization um well on many many levels I really didn't have a choice because Uh my body wasn't doing the I wasn't able to do all the things that I was doing before like going to work I was teaching in the inner city in Massachusetts and it was a very very stressful environment um not 
not necessarily based on it being an inner city school, but the stress came from the system and the requirements of the teacher and my principal um, really. So when, when, when children no longer are children and they're data points and there's money attached to that because you're a race to the top school, like I have, what I've learned is I have like a, 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 what's that word? Um, I have like a, gut powerful response to that being wrong right and whether i say something it's super like it just it really feels super destructive and i'll feel it in my body and i didn't know it at the time right so i didn't realize that i was an empath i didn't realize that i was intuitive i didn't realize like you know this yes quality about myself um and really until everything like my entire life started to fall apart and So what saying yes to me really looked like was filling out the, you know, Federal Leave Act papers in order to be able to hold my job while I was getting better. You know, it looked like, you know, when I needed sick, what I needed to apply for sick bank days from the union as a teacher, you know, um, in order to be able to continue to mm. care for myself and not go back to this. Really, it was a toxic environment. Um, yeah. And it's very important for me, for others to know that it wasn't toxic because of the children. Right. <laughs> like right. there is not a correlation before, between toxicity and children that grow up in the inner city. It's not, you no, know, not it's, all, yeah. there's a, there's a culture. Um, there's a culture in school that is very, very different from a home culture. And mm-hmm. the conflict comes in when you know when when everything isn't explicit like when when we're not fully respecting both cultures and saying there are two cultures here that we have to that we have to acknowledge you know so hi hi (laughs) round three it looks like there's two me's on this oh that's weird okay well um not i don't think it matters yeah, I only see one. I mean, two Amy's is better than one, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> we don't want to overwhelm anyone. <laughs> no, no. no, I mean, oof. but I'll be all right. I can handle it. Okay. I'm a big boy. Um, so we were, we were kind of wrapping up the thought of, um, so I asked you what steps did you take? And it, it sounds like leaving the toxic situation was really um, allowing yourself to leave a toxic situation or to, to change your perception of it was really what you started to do was that accurate totally and and from yeah. that point you know and and what was really what the struggle around that I really made that worse mm-hmm. um for myself uh because I'm not a quitter I'm right. an overachiever like I don't fail like you know the ant my in my you know belief system up until that point you know if you weren't getting this the result that you wanted you worked harder Right. But that's part of the reason I got, I was where I was. So you pair it like a nice kind people pleaser and that won't stop working. That won't stop. Like that's a recipe for exactly (laughs) what happened. (laughs) Right. Um, So the belief systems really started to break down when I didn't have a job to go to every day, but I was an extraordinary amount of pain and I felt very, very helpless. Mm -hmm. Um, And slowly but surely some of the habits, I mean, I had to say no to things. I had to mm-hmm. say no to my life as it, as it was, because physically I couldn't really do much of anything. 
Right. Um, and what I did realize was that the only thing that I could control was how I was perceiving the situation that I was in. Right. And luckily, you know, when I was, when I was teaching, I was getting panic attacks and migraines. Like it wasn't just back pain. It was like my whole being was like, yes, yeah, stop it, stop it, stop it now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep and I was freaked out all the time. So one of the things I had put in place kind of as like, uh, well, let's see if this helps thing was meditation at night. And before mm-hmm. I went to bed, because what would happen prior to that, would I would lie there and be like, is my principal going to come into my classroom tomorrow? Like, are the kids even going to, you know, do what they need to do? Like, is who's, you know, like, it was a challenging situation, but who's going to come in and say, this is happening because you're a bad teacher. Like, it was this fear, story, 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 stories based on reality that mm-hmm. I was a like a, a really really strong like not just little fear but like panic yeah, visceral yeah visceral yeah. so <laughs> you know that's also a very out of control feeling you know mm-hmm. and so these out of control experiences kind of taught me or not kind of but taught me and continue to teach me because entrepreneurship is a similar sometimes out of control feeling oh there's a lot of rejection (laughs) (laughs) Uh Um, is that I can the the meditation showed me that I could provide myself with a reprieve what Mm. I like to call a pause in between the story and actually myself so it was as if I was creating space between I kind of it's it's like my here's my physical self here's my brain going freaking out Mm -hmm. and I felt like I put a little tiny 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 bit of space between one and the other so in in that space you know especially as you practice it the space becomes a little bit longer like it's not Mm -hmm. just like a split second anymore it's like a second and that in that space you get to choose okay is Mm -hmm. this story true Right. Or not even that far, just breathe, focus on yeah. your breathing. So, you know, this control freak, you know, who wasn't in <laughs> control, got to have some sense of reprieve from the insanity that I felt that I was experiencing. Right. So when I was, you know, thankfully, that was something I had done every single night for, you know, at, I was at the point where I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. And I was freaking out that I was like, okay, well, I didn't want to take anything that would like uh, an over the counter sleeping thing because it was just Mm -hmm. never an option. Like it just never even crossed my mind. But in my own mind, I thought, well, I'll try anything. I might as well try meditation. Meditation was my big, you know, (laughs) my big veering from the from the norm in my own mind. Yeah. And it's, and it's low, it's low risk. You know, you get Mm -hmm. to try something that will, you know, maybe affect your brain temporarily, or at least, you know, give you some sense of clarity, but at its very worst, you just kind of sit there and you're like, Nope, nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, it's not Mm -hmm. a big deal. You're not stuck in some sort of manic crash or whatever some sort of drugs might create. Yeah. Yeah. And I had experience with being on medication, like, really this 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 is like the apex of the experience you know was Mm -hmm. the was the pain and the you know really realizing that because I kind of went like hey god if you exist like um you know what the fuck 
you know, yeah, give me, give me something. Give yeah. me something. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love to say like, Oh, and the light bulb just, you know, went off and the hit by lightning and I knew, and mm-hmm. I knew, but right. it, that's not how it happened. <laughs> what I realized was that I wasn't going to stop. Like right. the way that I was living my life with that mm-hmm. hustle and grind overachiever. Um, Cause at one point I had been working three jobs and going to grad school and applying to teaching jobs. Like that was my, that was how I, that was how I was, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was never going to stop ever. Right. So this got me to stop that. And between that point of time, and that's been about five years and now, what I've learned is that my brain really, really thinks that hustling is really important. Mm-hmm. Like it's really important. And that when I'm not hustling, then there's, I'm actually lazy and I'm complacent right. and I don't care. And like all this stuff, because that's how programmed my brain has been. Right. You know? And so with, you know, mindfulness and meditation and these self-awareness tools that I'm using often for starts now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hear that the podcasts ha- that have the most parts in them are the best. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're going to strive for all of the parts. All of the parts. <laughs> Sounds good for me. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, it's a good time to reset, I guess, too. But uh, I kind of, I kind of heard you talking about like, you know, the hustle stuff a bit. And I think that is so interesting to talk about because it is something that is so prevalent but with entrepreneurs and kind of in culture really like a lot of hip-hop culture is moving to like entrepreneurship and hustle mindset and like Mm -hmm. you're you're only a badass if you're working all the time and pushing yourself and doing all this stuff um so i'm wondering if 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 this change or all of this this coaching that you're doing and helping people um if you speak to that or if it's something that kind of changed your perception of that a bit um, it de- it changed my perception because I had to change my lifestyle right, because, right. you know, the extension of the story of me, you know, having to get out of my teaching job, it actually leads to me moving back home to Maryland because I was living in Rhode Island, Island at the time I had back mm-hmm. surgery and it wasn't like a, I moved back and I had back surgery. There was like a three month period where I was like, I look like there was a point in time where I thought I was getting better. Right. And I was like, sweet. And I was at back in Maryland. I was like, I have connections here. I have, you know, I can get back into teaching and all this stuff. And um, yeah, there was a point when I, when I tell you that I couldn't get off the floor, it meant that I could not lift my body off of the floor. Right. And I called my, I called my, my parents and I was like, I think you might have to take me to the emergency room. Like, maybe an ambulance needs to come, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and in order for me to move, I literally had to like, I, it was nerve pain. I had two herniated discs in my, in my lower back. So, mm-hmm. you know, people that haven't had that pain experience won't, won't fully understand. Like it's near impossible to understand, but it cuts out your ability to like think like mm-hmm. that. It's like the sharp, like it's, it could make a person crazy, basically, right. like, lo- or want to be crazy, want to lose touch with reality, it's that kind right. of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up I ha- needing to have back surgery, and I ended up waiting for three months. Again, another point when it was like, okay, I have to choose what to be grateful about now. 
Like Mm -hmm. I have to actively choose that all the time. So um, from that point, I had back surgery and then I, you know, slowly but surely went back out into the world. Um, And what started to happen was my back would hurt in a different way, but it would Mm -hmm. hurt again, but not all the time. Right. So it would be like, I would pay attention. It just Mm -hmm. so happened. I'm using air quotes. It just so happened um, (laughs) that I got a part-time job working at a wellness center, an acupuncture Mm -hmm. um, place primarily where uh, it was like a one hour a day, one and a half. I was relieving someone that was taking lunchtime. Mm -hmm. And when I was around those people, my back didn't hurt. But when I was around other people, my back did hurt. And I was like, weird, what's different? So I started paying closer attention. And -hmm. what I noticed was that the words that my now friends, you know, use my acupuncture friends use and were trained to use were like, they would take away like the negative kind of connotations of their words and try to be very articulate in what is happening right now. Right. You know, what is happening right now in my body? What is happening right now in maybe a story that's going on in my head? Um, And I started to pick up on something like, what's happening right now? Like, why are you guys different? You guys are different. And they're like, God, that's so funny. Like, people don't usually (laughs) pick up on that. I was like, (laughs) I was in the right place, right? To realize the power of words Mm -hmm. and how it can affect our physiology. So Mm -hmm. big picture, when I was around people that were super overwhelmed, when people or people that were like complaining a lot or, or negative mm-hmm. and didn't have the ability to kind of contain their emotional experience, then it would, I found my back would hurt. And so, right. you know, two, there's something to learn is that I also didn't know how to contain my own emotional experience so that other people's emotional experiences were right. impacting my body. But I started saying no to being friends with people that had that experience, you know, that were like hustling all the time and overwhelmed and stressed out. I was stopped being friends with people or being around coworkers or whatever that had these experiences because I, it had such an impact on my body. What I also realized is that when I was in hustle mindset you know, when I was trying to control, like I was worrying about getting a job and I was like, well, I'll just get five jobs. And, you know, like I got to get from here and there. When I started like super overscheduling myself, I noticed that my back would hurt. Right. So, you know, how I was maintaining my um, physiology through my thoughts and my words became Mm -hmm. a high, high priority. So it quote unquote, you know, again, just so happened that this wellness center was teaching, you know, these classes on mindfulness that would help you reframe your experience. And they gave me about 10 tools that I then learned how to teach Mm -hmm. in order to show people, to teach people that upset is optional at all times. Now, is that easy? No, but can (laughs) you get better at it and have a, uh, a different physical experience in your body and a different, you know, experience in your brain as you go through your day that you design. Mm-hmm. Yes. You yeah. do have control over those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, having that sense of control is super important. I find that a lot of people, a lot of commonalities that I'm seeing in the conversations that I'm having mm-hmm. or really a lot of the research that I'm doing, whether it comes to 
um, someone who's had mental health issues or mindset issues since they were young Mm -hmm. versus, or or not versus, but along with people who have had some sort of revelation or some sort of physical thing happen to them later in life Mm -hmm. um, is, is the concept of repression Mm. in some sense or shape or form. They are keeping themselves from feeling a sense of authenticity, feeling genuine, doing or, or doing things that are genuine to their character and their being, whether that's people pleasing or trying to live within external expectations, like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be a rock star when you're an introvert, like maybe that's not the best choice mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or um, you know, pushing yourself into the hustle mindset when that's something that doesn't naturally suit you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may need to, derive more balance, things like that. Um, so that, that concept of repression is something I'm still kind of thinking about a lot more, but it, it seems ever present in your story is that you were kind of constantly filling up this emotional bucket of other people and just kind of being available and saying yes and doing all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when your bucket was overfilled, like it started to manifest in physical uh, uh, um, symptoms. And yep. That's, that's mm-hmm. fascinating because I've never actually, I've never heard, I, I probably have, but maybe wasn't paying attention to someone, you know, who's had more of a physical um, response. I would say, you know, the more entrepreneurs that I talk to um, mm-hmm. and even, you know, the people that are attracted to my work, you know, the way that they, what they all have in common is that the way that they were trying to force themselves to do things, because they, mm-hmm. it doesn't start like forcing, it, it, it right. looks like. I am a student that gets really good grades and I do what I need to. And I'm good at every, I am good at everything that I try and having this, like creating this story about who you are and really believing it. So I, it's interesting that you bring up repression because I'm in a sacred mastermind program right now. And we Mm. do talk about business a little bit, but primarily we're talking about the different energies that we bring to mm-hmm. every situation right. and you know so we each have a brand energies that we that we that are constant throughout our life but mm-hmm. the way that so my teacher teaches us how to identify those brand energies in mm-hmm. now this is kind of like the next phase of, of working with him and mm-hmm. um you know the the repression is looking at how have you been so each brand energy so i'll just tell you what mine are mine are powerful valuable authenticity dynamic and deep so okay. you know when those were first first identified i was like no nope <laughs> i'm not those things and it was uh-huh. like a, this scary thing to 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 identify myself with what i think are pretty you know amazing powerful words mm-hmm. you know i'm used to kind of being i've been used to in my mind classifying myself as kind of like the sidekick or the person that's like behind the person that's really successful like yeah. i'd always been like a great support person you know i make everybody feel good so that they can go kick some serious ass or whatever you know right. now now also keep in mind none of that was conscious it was all learned behavior right mm-hmm. so in doing this work you know like each word powerful valuable like powerful look at that well if there's like a there's a spectrum of powerful right i can be you know you know decide this is what i'm going to do and i'm going out into the world and 
you know, I'm doing this say yes road trip, like I'm going to be doing now and um, go and just say, I know that I'm supported in everything that I do and just do it without like, you know, the control aspect of that is I need to know where the money's coming from and I need to know know who I'm going to talk to and who I'm going to interview and I'm going to do this. Now, the opposite of that is victim powerful on one end is, you know, like, boom, I'm doing this and it's going to happen. But on the, Mm -hmm. on the totally other end of the spectrum is a victim mindset. So it's interesting when these uh, brand energies are identified and you realize that, I've been, or I realized I've been expressing the opposite, like the, the, the shadow side, if you will, of those things for the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, um, and as you, you know, work with the energies and you start saying, okay, well, I'm actually choosing, whether subconsciously or consciously, choosing to not be my full self. Mm-hmm. You know, because, that's, yeah. That's, that's the thing right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you that's... don't realize it. You think you are, but Mm -hmm. you're not. And I think like these breakdowns, these breakthroughs, you know, these physical things that happen, like I'm, I'm willing to wager, you know, I'm not a wagering person. So this is really just, (laughs) this is just a a cliche phrase, but Uh I'm willing to wager quite a bit of money that, that people that have chosen to become an entrepreneur after having done something different have had a physical experience that accompanies their mental experience that, you know, kicks them out. They're just like, I've had it Mm -hmm. and I'm fucking out of here because you have to have an experience that's so great that it, you are literally like, I can't do this anymore. So I am choosing to go against the thing that I thought was the thing that I was supposed to do. Right. Like for me personally, my since I was 21, I was like, I'm a teacher and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to be a teacher for 30 years. Like I put myself in that teacher box and, and yep. I even do it now, you know, like it's uh-huh. because when you put yourself in a box, you don't see the other options. You don't see that you're in a box. It's your reality. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that like basically a lot of people in their thirties and forties, I find are like going through this. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. in their twenties are pushing themselves too hard or they're used to just kind of following what their parents or their, basically it's like, it's like an unraveling of biases that happen in your thirties mm-hmm. and forties. And you're just like realizing like, Oh, this is not actually who I am. This is because I was in this religious thing or I was in this type of community or my mm-hmm. parents were this way or, you know, my friends were this way and I'm not actually this person. Like, who am mm-hmm. I? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, 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 and I think that happens in a lot of ways. Um, you know, in your case, it was, it was a very like, it, it was like you were being buried and suddenly you can't breathe anymore, mm-hmm. um, which happens to a lot of people. And then there are other instances where people are just trying to, they just, they just feel, you know, that they maybe make that conscious decision a little bit sooner, mm-hmm. but they're, they're just, they're, um, uh, I had a thought and I lost it, but okay. that, I'm so glad that happened because that happens to me all the time. So yeah. you're in, it's totally fine. It'll come back to you. Yeah, it'll, it'll come back. It's fine. Uh, I'm not, I'm well, what's interesting again about like the fact that we're, um, you know, we're, we're opposites in some ways. I'm mm-hmm. def, I, you're an, um, uh, uh, ENFP Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So 
I'm an INTP, so I'm very, oh. I'm I'm very internally thinking. I'm very introverted. I'm like talking to people in this capacity is both natural and unnatural mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, and I definitely lose my train of thought all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something I'm uh, actively growing on, with and seeking and all that stuff. But anyway. Uh, I actually had a conversation with somebody because I used to be really frustrated and uh, say, I can never remember every, anything. And I'm like this and I'm, I have a tendency to talk a lot and these things like I am actually can be an I as well. Like people don't think that that's possible when they hear me talk and do all this stuff. But man, there are days where I'm in my blanket for all day and I want to stay there for ever like right interestingly <laughs> enough because you know because i'm i'm with molly and she's an enfp i've i've done a decent amount of research on that and mm-hmm. enfps are typically the most introverted of the extroverts oh, that's because because and and there are introverts who have extroverted traits but they mm-hmm. need you know the i versus the e the introverted versus extroverted is typically how someone gathers energy essentially mm-hmm. so you know, in the case of an ENFP, in your case or Molly's case, you know, she'll go out into the world and explore and gather information, uh, talk to people, see how she feels about it. Oh, and really it's that because there's a cognitive function that you guys have that is the internal feeling function, mm. you guys, you, you kind of need to go into a, a quiet space mm-hmm. to really assess your feelings. Um, because if you're trying to assess your feelings while you're extroverted, while you're out in the world, it gets very overwhelming because you're trying to, you're trying to look at other people in that moment. Mm. Whereas you need time to yourself to coalesce your feelings and, and how you make judgments based on that. Um, you know, and this is all Myers-Briggs. This is like based on my understanding of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, grain of salt, all that stuff, but. Um, no, it, it sounds true <laughs> in yeah. my experience. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, so far I, I've been kind of really diving into that because it, it, it makes a lot of sense um, in, in really such intense depth for me, but I'm finding it for other people as well. And mm. it's something that I'm going to probably explore on this podcast a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I've been kind of like, I've been bringing it up the last few episodes with people to mm-hmm. kind of see what their thoughts are and see if they've explored it themselves. Um, so, I mean, you've explored uh, uh, energies and, and all of this. Are you exploring other areas? Have you looked into Myers-Briggs? Have you looked into other um, other things? Or, or are you kind of um, going down this path for a while, do you feel? You mean in trying to understand myself? Yeah. Um, uh, I've taken, let's see, I've taken the Myers-Briggs. I've taken the Strength Finders. Um, mm-hmm. And Positivity was like my number one. Um, right. I can't remember the others, but I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Another one, like, <laughs> one of those qualities, it was like, everything happens for a reason. And I was like, whoa, I wonder if I had taken that a couple years ago, whether I had uh-huh. gotten the same strength thing. Right. Um, the brand energies thing, for me, it's it doesn't change, you know? Uh-huh. Like, it's, it is such a fantastic framework for understanding uh-huh. myself in this way. Uh-huh. Um, and... I I don't know. It was just it kind of the way it came together and with me working with Mike IML, I I didn't know I needed it until I did it and I was like, "Oh." So <laughs> what I like about that is that it's very personal to me, you know? Um 
I can be an ENFP that presents these different brand energies. But what I now know about myself is I'm in like the most like flow and alignment with myself when Mm -hmm. powerful, valuable, authenticity, dynamic, and deep are all integrated into my experience. Mm -hmm. So as I'm creating offers, you know, for how I'm going to work with people, um, or I'm thinking about like, what kind of activities do I want to do? Because that whole identity thing, what makes me happy, you know, for a while I was like, well, I don't know. And then I was like, but that's okay. Cause the more I talk to people um, and people do have a tendency to tell me the truth as they see it. Um, people are willing to say, you know, I'm not actually happy and fulfilled right now. And I right. think that that is one of the most important questions to ask yourself not so that you can judge the shit out of yourself for being like, I'm not happy, even though I thought I was doing everything right, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, which is what the point by at which like a lot of people come to me, they're like, mm-hmm. okay, so I thought I could do, this is how I was supposed to do life. But right. now, you know, I realize I have to do it differently and I don't know where to start. And really yeah. these simple questions, like asking yourself, like what makes me happy or what would make me feel better or happiest right now right. is even better because the whole, like, what makes me happy is such a huge, like, in, it could, I could go really thinky-thinky on that one. And when I yeah. get really thinky-thinky, like, I think I'm <laughs> smart and I think I'm, like, figuring some shit out. But, uh, like, I'm not integrating all of myself. Like, that's right. one, of the, one of the ways that I know that I'm going off, that I'm hustling right. is when I'm, like, oh, my God, like, I understand, like, it's so funny yeah. it's like oh, oh my god i know everything now kind of on right. some level no, right girl you do not know everything <laughs> you know? right um but because it's so it, it doesn't all happen now you know like what's happening now is all there really is so right. really stop getting out of your head because then you're not in the now and ask right. yourself what would make me feel better now or what do i feel like doing now and let me tell you, this is not a natural way for me to be <laughs> Right. after uh, having like wanted to plan things and do the uh, right thing and so attached right. to that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I took yoga teacher training. I'm an energy healer now, like things that I never ever thought I would do or even uh-huh. like, you know, like it wouldn't be me. Like it might be a service that I would, you know, engage in, but not something that I would be the service provider, if you will. Right, right. But really, when you when you practice getting yourself or you choose to be right now, like in not worrying about the future, not regretting the past, like not trying to figure it out, like figure it out is a catchphrase. Like when I notice myself using it, I'm like, uh oh, like stop that, stop that. You know, thinky, thinky. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love that so much. I was like (laughs) smiling ear to ear. I love it. Well, it's one of those things where I, then I start when I get thinky, thinky like that, my Uh, body starts to contract. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a helper for me, you know, it to say you're going down the wrong track right now because my head will start hurting and like, like I'll start getting like, Ooh, and and then I'll do this after that. And then this after that and da, 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 da. And like, it's uh-huh. <laughs> it's just my life it's like my lifetime of hustling is you know sneaking back in there and what I also teach is breathing 
you know, mm-hmm. like, let me get back to where I am now. Do I need to have everything figured out? I mean, I think that it would make me feel better. Like, I think that it would make me feel more comfortable. But the truth is, like, I can't control the future. But I can right. control right now and how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, you know, that goes to the core the core concept of happiness. I think a lot of people have this this perception that happy is like a light switch. Like I'm happy forever. Now I figured it out. <laughs> right. Yes. And then, when, <laughs> and then when you aren't happy, like the next minute you're like, Oh right. no, I love I'll never, oh. I'll never be happy again. <laughs> no, that's, that's totally me. That's totally me. <laughs> it happens like once every other day. <laughs> right. Well, it sounds like you've really gone from a place of, you know, kind of, standing still and like don't be disruptive don't don't cause any problems like let everyone be happy or or do things to make everyone happy to being in this place where you're more positively destructive in a way or disruptive Mm -hmm. i should say not destructive but disruptive um and you know really thinking of more about yourself and what you want and helping other people to feel that as well and that's that's huge. That's fantastic. It's a good service that you're providing to people. Thank you. And I think too, is that part of what I do and why I, 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 you know, show up as myself on Facebook lives and I show up as myself on podcasts. Like, you know, if I, sometimes I'll say stuff, oh my God, it's going to barf. Stop it. Um, (laughs) I'll say things. There's puppy friends out there. Oh my God. There's like four. She's going to go. Oh man. (laughs) Uh, no barking all right we're closing the curtain so you don't (laughs) if you can't see them then they're not there (laughs) uh um (laughs) oh is that i really want to be a a, an example for people Uh to this this is how you can be yourself all the time and that can mean you will laugh at yourself and you go to that thinky place and that you admit that like Sometimes you're worried you're never going to be happy or you get afraid, you know, sometimes you're happy and sometimes you're really not happy. Like there's such a culture of hiding and Mm -hmm. it doesn't help anyone. Right. And, you know, as, as challenging and uncomfortable as it can be at times, because I keep pushing my, I keep pushing the envelope forward. Like what more am I willing to share? Like if I have an epiphany and it means I had a breakdown at Whole Foods when I was going to buy, you know, healthy Mm -hmm. food and I'm used to like pinching my pennies and buying tuna fish and pasta because it's each 99 cents like I'm going to share that because there's absolutely nothing wrong I'm learning something and it's emotional and it's huge and it it just feels like I could be helping someone else have insight into themselves by sharing my own experience so you know I feel like not only am I teaching when people come to me um through coaching but I also want to I want to be myself and rep what I represent and who I show up as is equally as important as what I share with you when you're ready to learn something you know um I'm real I real get really get frustrated with um with people when they're you know marketing their business or whatever and it's just like i was talking to a friend yesterday who's in pr and she's like they want the white girl with the white background like the hipster like everything's white like the coffee right. cup like da 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 everything's yep. perfect i intentionally mm-hmm. show up 
without any makeup, without after the gym, like, you know, whenever, because it's important for people to know that that mm-hmm. is totally okay. I mean, do yep. I think I look awesome with no makeup? No, I don't. I actually have, I am very self-critical, you know, of myself, of my body and things like that. And that's something that I'm right. willing to admit because okay. other people have that too. And you don't mm-hmm. need to hide it. Like, what if we could really help each other? If everybody was just like, this is my truth, man. I'm having a hard time today. Hey, I've had that hard time too. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I I think more and more people are connecting over that, connecting over the fact that we're, we're all individuals. You know, even when it comes to like, you know, the hustle stuff. It's like, that is not a blanket thing. It's not going to work for everybody or it's not going to work for everybody in the same kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know, happiness, same thing, not going to work for everyone in the same way. And, you know, again, as I, as we started, as I started saying at really the top of this conversation, like we're kind of coming from opposite angles, you know, mm-hmm. I'm you know, thinking is my thinky thinky is my dominant trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. very much a thinky thinky person, but if mm-hmm. I dive too deep into that, it can be kind of unsettling and unhelpful as well. So it's like finding, you know, that balance within myself is different than you're finding your balance within yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think more people need to be open to accepting that their version is not going to be like someone else's, but I think we're all just trying to get to the same place of Mm -hmm. feeling that sense of like, yes. (laughs) I totally agree. And I Uh think that with everyone being different, and with mm-hmm. open conversations and less fear around being open and vulnerable, man, mm-hmm. like the strides that we can all make to help each other, even if it means I just have the opportunity to connect with you a little bit deeper. Like Great. that makes us feel like connected to the human experience and not alone. And I think we're not alone, but we feel like we are a lot of the time. We feel like our experience is totally unique and we're scared yep. because we think it's a problem and that we have this secret problem that if everybody right. knew about it, then no one would like us and we would be shunned. But the fact of the matter is that's the one thing that we all have in common, you know, is this, we have, we have a story that we're telling ourselves that, you know, if people knew this, that it would totally fall apart. Well, you know, there's a, a project called the po- post secret. Have you heard of it? It yes. really has changed my life. When I, <laughs> when I went to the, this show, they did a, a performance um, at the local community college and a, a person who was just an acquaintance then I, uh, a kickboxing student of mine invited me to go. Um, and I was like, after that experience, I was like, you know, we're best friends now. <laughs> like right. The experience of, these actors like three actors creating this show purely based on the anonymous secrets that people are are sending in mm-hmm. and talking about how they've changed their lives that was one of the most powerful experiences i've ever had in my entire life because it reminded me i mean people's lives are getting saved because they're writing down their biggest secret their biggest thing that they're ashamed of on an anonymous postcard and sending it like mm-hmm. think about that yeah it, it's crazy it's it's fantastic it is, it's, it is. imagine oh. if we lived our lives like that what if it was okay what if it was okay well i mean that's that's the goal right we want to make mm-hmm. everyone feel comfortable uh being themselves and even if it takes doing it one person at a time fuck we're gonna do it 
right on brother <laughs> i think that's a perfect place to wrap up um mm-hmm. so if uh do you want to give people a sense of where they can get a hold of you website uh social things etc etc sure i'm always up for making new friends so mm-hmm. um my name is amy bernier that's bernie with an r on the end and i'm open for making new facebook friends i have a business page called say yes coaching i also have a facebook group called the say yes revolution self-empowerment mm-hmm. and radical self-care Ultimately, mm-hmm. when you move from a place of, of always saying yes to other people to always saying yes to yourself, you're taking radical care of yourself. And I fully believe that when you come from that place where your cup is full, you know, no matter what that looks like for you, you are mm-hmm. able to be there for other people and just be a happier, healthier person. And unfortunately, at this point in our lives, in our society, it's radical to do mm-hmm. that. Um, and so if that, if you were an overachiever, people pleaser, you know, somebody that is attached to needing to be perfect and you realize it's actually a prison that you've created for yourself and you're ready to break out, please, you know, become part of my Facebook group, reach out um, to me through PM. Like, this is my jam. Like we can help you and we can help you right away. Um, Because like I said before, it's simple habits that Mm -hmm. have an extraordinary impact. And Mm -hmm. you're just, people are really just in a, in a rut in that they're, they're repeating the same patterns and the same habits all over again, over and over and over again. So it's just a matter of, I mean, I say just, but that's not, there's no just about it. It's the matter of interrupting that pattern and creating something new that works better. Fantastic. There's so much gold here. I think, <laughs> um, I think there will be a lot of, um, I think this will, this will be helpful to a lot of people who are um, combating that and um, definitely reach out to Amy for, um, for more help with that. She, she knows her shit. <laughs> so um yeah, thanks, Amy, for being on the show. And uh, I think hopefully we'll do a follow-up in a few months or something, and I, I'd love to see where you're at and um, and uh, see if we heard any more stories of people. That'll be interesting. Awesome. Yep, I'm, I'm about ready to embark on a road trip across the country where I interview people that have said yes to themselves in big ways and transform right. their lives. So that's my exciting new adventure. So I would love to come back and, you know, share that, share that with you. Yes, let's talk about that. All right. So, um, yeah, thanks for being on the show. And, uh, oh, by the way, happy birthday. I totally skipped over it when you said it. So <laughs> Thank <happy> you. <laughs> and, 40 and fabulous. Uh, Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. And, and killing it. Nice work. All right. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Right, See ya. Bye. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend, I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need. All I need is for you to put me on to the recipe, yeah. Ooh, ooh, purple flowers, candy showers in the air. You dance for hours as I watch from overhead. It's on my team. You got me going off your dopamine. Yeah.
It's on my team. You got me going off your dopamine.